Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are the Kansas City Chiefs America's team or are they the villain of the NFL? Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We are live from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center okay. in Las Vegas. We've already seen... 15 ridiculous things. Yeah. I mean, Vegas is really living up to the hype. You know what's ridiculous? Calling the Kansas City Chiefs the villain of the NFL. There's so many villains in the NFL, starting with the NFL itself. <laughs> they're the, they're the <laughs> ultimate villain. Them. Kansas City Chiefs, what happened to this lovable underdog of three years ago and Patrick Mahomes and the left-handed passes and the no looks? And they were, they were, they were America's team. They were America's darling. And now that they actually have the real America's darling, Taylor Swift there, I talked to so many people, including my own daughter, who, who dislikes the Chiefs. She said, Brock Purdy better be on point because I cannot stand seeing Taylor Swift celebrate. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we can't have Brock Purdy throwing those Aaron passes in the first half. or That's going to yeah, come yeah. back to bite him. I yeah, love yeah. how your she's daughter like, breaks down the game. She said he, she, he better rely on Bra- uh, Debo in the short passing game. <laughs> I was like, you don't even watch football. <laughs> Clearly, she's been listening to our show. I mean, I, I do think that the Chiefs are closer to the vi- villain of the NFL. And precisely what you said, first of all, you said, what happened to the NFL? The NFL is the villain of the NFL. It feels like the NFL <laughs> wants the Chiefs yeah. to continue this ride. And I'm not saying that they're calling, you know, call, making calls for the Chiefs. I'm not one of those conspiracy people. I'm just saying this is like their greatest dream come true. They were giving mm. Taylor Swift free airtime. They only want this to happen. And I think a lot of people now don't want the NFL to get their fairy tale story here and don't want to get the fairy tale ending. And, and how is this going to perfectly line up where all of a sudden the tight end starts dating Taylor Swift and they go to the Super Bowl when this is actually one of the worst teams offensively that they've had in this dynasty Mahomes era? I mean, that's just part of it. Oh, also, by the way, Taylor Swift is dropping an album. So the conspiracy theory is that she's doing this, aligning with the NFL to sell her album. Oh, it's a work. I mean, I got accused by Andrew Bogish always says, you know, I don't believe in love because I don't believe in Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And Bogish will be up in in 20 minutes to do our, our update. He can defend himself. But I think that people who thought it was disingenuous to to begin with now it's like oh convenient you're dropping an album right before you're about to go in front of you know 100 million people sitting in a suite at the super bowl it all feels a little predestined or or not predestined i'm sorry that they're really meeting the moment in a way that feels a little cheap i hear you i mean the one thing regardless of which side you take are they the villain or they america's team this is the team to watch. I mean, this is going to be the highest rated team. All these reasons make them more compelling. They are now, actually, as a villain, they're more compelling than they are as the nice guys. Like, now you have to watch the Chiefs. Not only are they awesome on, uh, on the field, 
but this they're a dynasty and we want to see someone topple the dynasty like we want to see eventually your bills beat the dynasty and you can root for or against Taylor Swift. So right. this is a real perfect storm. Uh, so this villain thing also adds to the entertainment of the whole Super Bowl. I think there's almost like uh, you go through phases, yeah. I think, when you become a winner. Right. You were talking about what happened to the Chiefs, our lovable underdogs. Well, they kept winning. Yeah. <laughs> so they were lovable as underdogs. Then they kept winning. Then they kept winning some more. Now we're looking at six straight AFC championship games. We're looking at a possibility of three Super Bowls in five years. The winning also makes people say, all right, now let's see who can beat you. Because we know the Chiefs are the great team of the NFL. And let's see what the 49ers have to say about it. Because the 49ers have also been right there knocking on the door. The Chiefs have broke through. The 49ers have not. And I think that Mm. makes the 49ers equally as compelling as the Chiefs. Yeah, but you can't possibly call the 49ers Cinderella's because the funny thing is the 49ers are lining up seven Hall of Famers. (laughs) Talent-wise, they kind of blow the Chiefs out of the water. They have... Nick Bosa is arguably the best defensive player up there of his generation. You got Trent Williams is undoubtedly the best left tackle of his generation. Christian McCaffrey is undoubtedly the best running back of his generation. George Kittle's right behind Travis Kelsey. Debo is a force of nature. And then, like, there's all these uh, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. You go down the list. They... They're really the star-studded team. They're they're the favorites, which is why I don't think you can embrace the uh, funny thing is you can hate the Niners, but I don't see anyone embracing. Uh, I mean, you can hate the Chiefs. No one's embracing the Niners as a lovable underdog. Oh, I disagree. And yeah. we're talking about whether the Chiefs are closer to America's team or are they closer to the villain of the NFL. I, I think that they people are embracing the 49ers because of Brock Purdy. Now, no. granted, he is. For some reason, for as mild as a dude as he is, he actually is quite polarizing, not because of anything about him personally, but people watch him and see different things. Do you see an elite quarterback who's making incredible throws, keeping a comeback alive with his legs, or are you watching somebody who is just the benefit of working in a quarterback-friendly system and has all those Hall of Famers you talked about and all the great talent right at his disposal? So Purdy has become this real lightning rod um, of the Super Bowl and in our NFL conversation, but I think there are people who love him. We love underdogs. Oh, Purdy's I, the ultimate underdog. I'm not seeing any of that with that Kurt Warner energy, that yeah. young Tom Brady energy. I'm not seeing that for Brock Purdy. I just maybe I'm missing it. But people, for some reason, Brock Purdy had four years of college and is playing on this great Niners team that went from Jimmy G to Trey Lance to Brock Purdy. I, I don't know why. I don't see any kind of underdog story there, which is odd because he should be the ultimate. You had a you already named his movie. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the, the script writes itself, and yeah, I'm sure it'll, and it'll be in the works. Starring who's who? Are you gonna cast Zac Efron as Mr. Irrelevant? Oh wow, I mean, that's pretty good casting. Yeah, maybe a little too good looking. <laughs> oh no, has uh, anyone ever said that in well, the history Ryan, of Hollywood? Too good looking. And Ryan Gosling, of course, plays Jared Goff because they look alike. But regardless, <laughs> or Shanahan. Yeah, it's weird, and maybe somebody from San Francisco could explain this. There's just no lovability to these Niners. They're really the. They're the bullies on the block just as much as the Chiefs. I think they're a good team. I I guess I'm going to disagree with that characterization of San Francisco. I think there's a lot of guys who are easy to root for on that team. Like who? I think people are rooting for Debo. I think people are rooting for Brock. Christian McCaffrey isn't easy to root for. The guy had so many injuries early Mm, in his career. and now he's dating Olivia Cooper. Oh, that's a jealous. I don't know. I'm talking about a guy who's not an underdog. Christian McCaffrey is no underdog. No, I didn't say under. I said likable. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't see it. I see them as funny as sort of a lot of favorite energy around them, even though the Chiefs are the big story. And they are. That's the thing too. They're technically not an underdog. They're a two point favorite. Yeah, the Forty Nineers. That, that means something. I mean, 
I, I think the Chiefs, because they didn't do anything this year, they, they kind of looked like, you know, the Cinderella team out of this story. They were, 11, they were dead in the water. They lost to the Raiders on Christmas. So there's something weird going on here. The dynamic is, is really unexpected. There's a lot of different storylines here. That's why it's a compelling matchup. The question, are the Chiefs more America's team or are they more the villain of the NFL? I think there's another part of this, too. And it's a little hard to put your finger on, but you know it when you see it. A little like porn, but nothing like porn. And that the celebrity that has followed the Chiefs now with Taylor Swift, and I'm going to say at all because she's got her celebrity friends who come with her now to certain games. Right. The This is going to sound odd, and maybe this makes me a hater. The exuberance, the over-the-top celebrations, it's crazy because I think as football fans, it's like the baseline for the Chiefs now is AFC Championship game. So if you're celebrating like crazy for uh, you know a couple touchdowns over the Dolphins in the wild card round, we're like, come on, they they sleepwalk through the wild card round. The AFC Championship game is like where the season starts for the Chiefs because that's the bar they've set and it's so 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 high. And so for them to be going crazy, 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 it almost feels like they're being bad winners, right? It's like you're celebrating in everyone's face, but. I'm going to be fair here to Taylor. She has never experienced this. She's parachuting in on a dynasty already in progress and celebrating each thing like it's the first time we've seen it because it's the first time she's seen it. We've all been exposed to Chiefs winning for now like half a decade. Well, people don't like Mahomes' wife. Brittany. She celebrates too, but listen, yeah. it's her husband on the field. She's allowed to celebrate. I, and, I, I, you know, we can't really dock her for they, that. People hate Jackson Mahomes. Well, Jackson has some even legit bef- things to not like. Even before that, though, people found him completely a camera hog and obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, before the, the TikTok stuff. on the Sean Taylor's yeah, number yeah, yeah. was and really, always, really a turnoff for people. Finding the camera, now we know uh, this is not a reason to dislike him. It's serious, but Patrick Mahomes Sr. was arrested for DUI, so there's yeah. a lot of weirdness around this Mahomes scam. But I, I do agree with you. I think the over-celebration in the box is turning a lot of people off. And that's, that dance where they were all... The swag, swag, surf. swag surfing. That killed people. I still can't get that out of my head. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that bothers so offended. many people. Yeah. Well, the other part, too, is, you know, people say, like, and we're talking about whether the Chiefs are more America's team or they more villain of the NFL. We're, it's not like they're showing Taylor and that suite for long periods of time. They're not. It's like a few seconds at a time. But when they do show them, they're all going so bananas in there. It almost feels like they're on camera for longer than they are. I was going to say, we mentioned this a little off air. We're talking about kind of the comparison from Giselle to Taylor Swift. I mean, did Taylor Swift deserve that grace, dare I say, to to not know, to act like you've been there before? Because Giselle met Tom. He had already won rings, at least one and maybe two, when they finally started, when they finally became together. And we didn't see Giselle going crazy like they just won a Super Bowl every time they scored a touchdown. Well, you got to remember, Tom dumped his pregnant wife, Bridget, or wife or girlfriend, girlfriend, Girlfriend Bridget Moynihan, and there was a lot of controversy around that. It was a little bit pre-social exploding, and that's the other thing. Giselle kind of hit, like, she was not very visible, and also Giselle's not nearly. She's famous, but they were not in the same league as Taylor Swift for sure. But they would show her during those games, and we just we didn't see swag surfing. In, in yeah, she'd, be, she'd be celebrating, but not. 
it did feel a little more muted. I don't yeah. I don't know. And that's honestly, it's the directors of the TV broadcast who are dictating what we see. Well, we want to see. They always show Jerry Jones. They always show Robert Kraft. Yeah. They, they, Sitting in his Bowl, throne. During the Super Bowl, they always go to that poor person who has to sit next to Roger Goodell at the Super Bowl. <laughs> the plant. Yeah, the plant <laughs> for some social issue or something. <laughs> or like one year he said, didn't him and Russ sit next to each other? And that yeah. was very odd. So the directors know what they're doing. Uh, that's why you sent us a prop bet that shocked me last week. That it's five and a half is the over-under for Taylor Swift cameos? Yes, it was. How is the director going to hold himself back from not going to Taylor <laughs> Swift all the time? Too? Well, if Kelsey has two touchdowns, then you're definitely, there's two. <laughs> so, I mean, but no, they go it's, to a her, long, it's they, a long broadcast. They go to her after other touchdowns now, too. And, you know, listen, let's be honest. Justin Watson or Noah Gray catch a touchdown. Sometimes you're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's also props about who is going to be standing next to Taylor in the box. And I saw one super long shot. It's like 300 to one or something was uh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Why Mike now Tyson? That would be an upset. Why him? I love Vegas. Vegas. Hangover. Vegas. Vegas. He lives here. Yeah. I don't know. He's famous. Mike uh, that is that. Oh man, that's a high bar. I can't think of anyone I'd rather see. It's gonna be Donna, Kelsey, and Brittany, right? I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, could it be Selena? She's very close to Selena Gomez. It's all of her friends. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> uh, let's go to Rich is in Chicago. Rich, what do you think? Are the Chiefs the villains of the NFL or are they America's team? I'm with Perloff on this. I think they've been America's team for a couple of years. I think the difference is if you want to, you want to make a comparative People would turn into villains, be Jordan's Bulls, Nick right. Saban's Nick Saban's Alabama team. Yep. That once they start running the table, the Chiefs aren't there yet. They're kind of emerging. They can be, and I think will be. And they're they're fun to watch. And I kind of gravitate toward you guys. I got to tell you this real quick. I've been to five Super Bowls, and all five have involved either the Bills or Eagles. Wow. So oh, wow. I've got some. I've got some contact, and the and you know you talk about fandom. These guys are bandwagon guys that are jumping on the Chiefs, you know, because it's a small market team. I like the Chiefs because I lived there. I've lived all over, but I lived in Kansas City for three years back in the seventies yeah. and eighties, and I've always liked teams for reasons. McNabb from Chicago, yeah. So when and I'm from Jacksonville. So I had to go to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville, and McNabb's a Chicago guy. And the bad thing about this is, of those five Super Bowls, between you two guys, they've only the, your teams have only covered one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rich, love it. Thank you so much for the phone call. Appreciate you weighing in. It's the beauty of the NFL, and he's right about people like to in this sport. I think like to bandwagon onto successful teams from small markets. The can smaller, uh, not small, smaller Kansas city chiefs. I yeah. think got a lot of bandwagon because of Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, I think the bills got a lot of bandwagon because of Josh Allen, yeah. maybe Diggs or whatever. And then green Bay is like the green yeah. Bay has what look at what watch what's about to happen with the Jordan love situation next year. It's going, that's going to be the new bandwagon. Well, I, I mean, the NBA is the same. LeBron yeah. goes to Cleveland. It doesn't matter. OKC when they direct. Yeah, 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 it yeah, does. I, I mean, stars drive the sport. In football, you're right. It doesn't really matter what city. Because football, to me, I, all 32 teams are national teams. There's no – because of fantasy football and because of betting. So nobody knows the starting lineup of 
you know, the Angels, but everybody knows who the back, uh, the, the running back is for the Jaguars. I just think there's a it's national true. appeal. So you, it doesn't matter what city you're from. But the, here's my question. Michael Jordan, the 90s. Yes. He pushes off Brian Russell. Yeah. It, even if you didn't like Jordan, you appreciated the history in the moment and you knew you were watching something historic. It doesn't feel like with the NFL, with Brady and Mahomes, like that doesn't count for anything. Like nobody's like, wow, I'm so lucky that I'm alive to see Patrick Mahomes play. People don't, really? I don't get that. I, I, think I don't get that vibe a, at all. I think people do give him that. Like, let's let's appreciate what we're watching. I, I also think it's almost the other way. Yeah. If he wins the third Super Bowl, this is Patrick Mahomes. And again, we're talking about whether the Chiefs are now America's team or are they more the villain of the of the NFL. He wins this third Super Bowl. I mean, we've already started the talk about can he catch Brady and is is he is he actually the greatest quarterback where Brady is the most decorated quarterback? Yeah. I mean, we're already doing it. But the funny thing is, I, I doubt it. He's probably not even the most popular jersey in the NFL. He's not... I don't. It's not like Jordan. It's like Jordan was this force of nature. Mahomes is not like that. Well, Jordan also could play defense. I mean, he's out yeah. there doing it, both the sides. And the, I, you're right. It's a sport. Uh, you know, Patrick. Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I don't get this rooting against him. He's always going to be the nice guy quarterback to me. There's nothing he can do. He's just. Uh, you know, I know he whined after the Bills game. But what has he do? What has he done wrong? Name one thing in his career. Nothing. Not- him for him, it's just the winning is going to get a backlash. Steph Curry never did anything wrong. The Warriors but at least he, got like, backlash. He annoyingly chews on his mouth guard. Mahomes doesn't even <laughs> yeah, have that. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, and he shimmies. The, the shimmy. Yeah. The the are you a gracious winner? Um, Sean is in Oregon. Hey, Sean, what's up, dude? Hey, you guys. I heard you guys talking about uh, celebrations. You know, in this yes. country is a country of celebrations. That's what we do. We celebrate every little small thing. So, yes, we're uh, talking about the Chiefs, um, like that. the celebrities in the Chiefs suite, um, like going crazy over every uh, every touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope Jason don't jump in front of Tay Tay again. That was the worst uh, thing I saw. You know, like, thank he, you, he Sean. Thank you. Swift. Wait, here. That's a great question, Sean. Thank you so much for that. Um, and appreciate you checking in. I didn't even think about this subplot. What is Jason Kelsey going to do in this game to try to upstage everybody? Because you know he's planning something. He already did shirtless drunk guy. Does he have any other tricks up his sleeve? Well, he's been in a lot of – he's watched Travis a lot. I mean, unfortunately, the Eagles have not been alive in the playoffs many times for Travis Kelsey. What made that thing so much more egregious? He's watched Travis Kelsey win Super Bowls, and now he's jumping out of windows. Well, he's, I, he's won one himself. Part of, yeah. it, part of it is you you arrive at that Buffalo parking lot, and I think weird things happen. <laughs> I mean, you tell me Jason Kelsey can resist the pull of Bill's Mafia? <laughs> Nobody can. You just, all of a sudden, you're pouring ketchup and mustard all over yourself. Yeah. Like, what day is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, like, wait, the game happened 48 hours ago you're like what more normal <laughs> what happened who won more normal people than jason kelsey have been corrupted by the bills mafia <laughs> you think he had a chance to resist remember the guy who fell down a hole the construction site oh. where the new stadium is yeah. being oh, built God. and you were like <laughs> you're oh, lucky they found that guy we were we were so uh, astonished by that story you're like that's a tuesday at a buffalo bills game <laughs> someone falling down a hole in western new york Maggie, like, my uncle did that a couple years ago <laughs> <laughs> my uncle yeah. invented that the number of bills fans who've actually been locked in a porta potty or turned over in a porta potty we're talking it's a rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> so you think Kelsey is going to keep his shirt on in Buffalo? No way. <laughs> I just wonder, what does he have in store? You know what he would do, Jason Kelsey, because he needs the camera so much, clearly? Oh, stop. Is Get out of here. He would show up in the Mummers costume. 
you know, that he did that he wore to the parade yeah. when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I don't even know what that's from. It looks like Mardi Gras or something where he wears the, the Mumber Spray. Yeah. yeah, it's a New Year's Spray. What are you doing? What? What are you, you're? I'm, t- I'm calling it like I see it. You're, you're, you can't go after Jason Kelsey. That, too late. What are you going to go after, <laughs> Brian Dawkins next? Who's next after <laughs> no, that? Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> what is, Jason Kelsey is 100 percent Q rated, man. Not Stop. with me. Uh, Dawkins, I would never go against. That that man is uh, he's on a different plane. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. So you're welcome to weigh in on this. EJ, do you have poll results for us, sir? I do. So we asked the question: Are the Chiefs closer to America's team or America's villain? So we have fifty seven point three percent say America's villain. A little less than forty three percent say America's team. Wow. All right, it's close. You can go vote at Maggie and Pearl coming up. We've got a teary goodbye. Who gave it and why does it matter? We'll tell you next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We wake up in Vegas while everyone is still up in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Got up. Uh, yeah. We're looking for coffee. They're looking for Red Bull and vodka. One thirty Pacific time. Wake up call. Maggie and Perloff, which actually was fine. I'm still on East Coast time. Uh, got a little nightlife in last night, but I tell you, I'm on a run, Maggie. I know. Look at you hobnobbing. I went to a play at the Actors Studio in New York with a bunch of celebrities on Friday night. Oh, you didn't even tell us about that yeah, one. Yeah, uh my friend did a one-man show, uh, and then Saturday went to the Knicks-Lakers, uh, <laughs> and I was second row, thanks to my buddy Dr. Rock Positano, foot doctor to the stars, including LeBron James. He's worked on his foot. Oh, wow. So it was the Lakers. Is Knicks. he the LeBron James of foot doctors? Remember no, LeBron it's, it was somebody center? else. Okay. So he's an ankle doctor, really. Uh, but I'm sitting next to... Uh, Action Bronson, I did not know it was him. <laughs> <laughs> a little part of EJ died. No, he had to tell me afterwards. But there was a guy in front of us, and my wife was convinced was Bad Bunny. And mm. because Bad Bunny cut off his hair. I didn't even know this. He has a buzz cut now. Yeah. Um, but the Jumbotron never showed him. But mm. I did see Ben Siller, Kevin Bacon, Spike. Um, who else did I see, EJ? Well, Larry David. Larry David. I texted Larry you. David. I was like, are yeah. you on the Larry David side? And you're like, I don't even see him. Ben, ben Stiller? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 like, yeah, he's like a Knicks fan. He comes on like a Tuesday night against, you know, yeah. against it's Charlotte. A, yeah, exactly. Mm. But here's the funny thing. Yep. LeBron played to all of them. And the whole game, the guys would be in a half-court set, and he'd be having a conversation with Maverick Carter. I am not lying to you. He's he was talking <laughs> to the sideline the entire game. And also, he was playing. He was kind of showing off for these guys. Hitting threes. He looked uh, five years younger. Uh, he loves the garden, which made me think, EJ, maybe LeBron goes there eventually. 
I mean, that's been a little bit of the talk. You know, yeah. he, he kind of mentioned, yeah, at one point I did think about going to the Knicks, you know, back in 2010. It's so, it's so weird, though, because the Knicks have this team that a bunch of guys are kind of in their prime or entering their prime. It would be so weird to add a guy who's certainly a great player, but someone who's so past his prime and throw him into this mix. It feels like it really would shorten the Knicks window, but at the same time, it is LeBron James, and maybe this is their best shot. I don't know. Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. Don't get the hopes up. LeBron has a way of doing this thing where he will use other people's fan bases, use the fact that everyone hangs on his every tweet, you know, the hourglass tweet and the sands out of the hourglass, and we read into all this stuff. He always uses this. He's a, a mastermind at it, brilliant at it. And if he can – here's a good – Here's a good lesson of professional sports. If you can ever use a New York team to get what you want, go ahead and do that. Mm. Use the Knicks. Use the Yankees. Use the Mets. They're, it's the perfect patsy to always use if you're an athlete because you know that the media will bite, yeah. the fans will bite, and it gets it becomes these bigger stories. It's 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 the playbook. Well, it's funny, too, because the Knicks really don't have any national— I mean, I think Jalen Brunson's like a developing right. kind of underdog story star— but I was thinking about Zion. We had yep. EJ and I argued about Zion Williams for an hour and a half. It was <laughs> stuck Wait, did, you end up, did you end up sitting next to each other on the no, flight? No, no. His we were, flight, his uh, seat got changed. My seat got changed. I got moved up to oh. the 11th row. Look EJ was in 26, listening to music, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even watch a movie. Also, a rough morning for EJ. I accidentally walked into the ladies' room. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, thank God no one was in there. No, there won't be any women here until at least Wednesday. <laughs> but did you, did you hear what happened to us at the airport? So we land, and we have to sit there for an hour and a half. EJ and I can't get a car because Joe Biden flew into Vegas and cars were not allowed in and out and we couldn't figure out why the Uber was taking so long. <laughs> it's and like then your everybody Uber will be here in two days. So we what? so <laughs> EJ did have a little party foul. Yeah. The map. You said the hotel's an eight minute walk. Yeah, oh yeah. So when I pulled up we were in the parking lot and a couple of other people were asking, Hey, can we like walk? Is that a thing? And someone said, Well, there's a fence that you have to scale and Pearl was like, Look, I'm <laughs> no in problem it. for us. And Pearl was like, If I'm in your end, so I looked it <laughs> yeah. up on my phone and initially it said eight minute walk and I was like and we could see the hotel because yeah. it's a pyramid. Yeah. So I'm like, well, it's right there. That doesn't look that far. Yeah. And then we went upstairs to one of the attendants and said, hey, like, we tried to walk this. What, what would happen? And she just laughed. Yeah. She's just like, are you guys serious? She definitely thought we were high or something. She was like, these guys are <laughs> well, it's nuts. it's Vegas. I mean, fair assessment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so then I looked it up again. And for whatever reason, the second time I looked it up, it said hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then we drove for 15 <laughs> minutes. And it was a highway. We would have had... I have a giant bag filled with <laughs> costumes and outfits, and I don't even—and I have nothing to wear, ironically. So it would have been me and EJ on a highway, like with no shoulder, no sidewalk, wandering through Vegas. Uh, so that happened. But then we got, of course, because we fight about sports and basketball a lot. Uh, I was like, Zion Williamson's my my really still my favorite player because he's hot again. And EJ's like, no, his moment passed. I was like, but. <laughs> Yeah, Pearl but he wants. Like, he Pearl's wants like we're taking two separate Ubers because yeah. of Zion <laughs> but, Williamson. But he wants to come to the Garden. He's another one yeah. of those guys, the stars that are attracted to the Garden. And I get it because it, I tell you, Maggie, I know you have a a, a mixed history with Madison Square Garden and the <laughs> Dolan family, to yes. say the least. Yeah. That when they're all Just the one member. when they're all the stars in that arena, it is nuts. Oh, I know. It will look cool on TV. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We're asking the question: Are the Chiefs closer to America's team, or are they closer to the villain of the NFL? Let's hit Ramon. He's in Indianapolis. Hey, Ramon, what's good? Hello, hello. Hey, my good people. How are you, Prolo and the gentlemen? How are you all doing this morning? And We're great. Thanks for taking my call. I think the Chiefs, well, with that Vegas line, I think it moved to three the other day because I'm torn between uh, what I'm going to do Thursday or Friday uh, when I go to the to the betting parlor. Yeah. But 
I think they've turned into it. It reminded me of Dallas after they won, I think, in 91-92, and then I think it was again in 92-93, oh, then they won in 95. Yep. They became the enemy, you know, and uh, – and uh, two questions for you all. Number one, I know Mahomes is all this great, but Aikman has three rings. Why don't we never mention Aikman? And then number two, about Harbaugh and San Diego. I mean, I'm San Diego. Tell yeah. you how old I am. Come uh, on, I'm saying, everyone uh, makes Chargers. that mistake. Yeah, that's fine. The Chargers, they got to deal with Kansas City and the whole AFC. Why is it always like he's just going to run over here and they're just going to be this great? I don't see that happening. I think they're going to struggle, to me, because everybody in the AFC is desperate. Baltimore and Buffalo definitely going to be even trying to uh, 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 beef up even more after what happened. I think they're going to have problems, to me. But I know we got to hype them up because he's horrible. But I think it's going to be some problems. Thank you, you know, Ramon, you're you're the best. Thank you. Uh, two things I agree with with Ramon. For, well, one one I agree with. The Jim Harbaugh thing, I mean, there are things out of his control mm. that he is going to have to deal with. Now, the AFC West is part of it where he's got the Chiefs. We'll see what Sean Payton does with Denver. I mean, Vegas still has a while to go. They need a quarterback. But you are in salary cap hell. You yeah. have a meddling owner, and you have a team that is oft injured. Those three things the co- the coach can't do anything about. Well, yeah, but there's very rare when a quarterback like Justin Herbert needs a coach. Josh Allen has kept Sean McDermott alive. Deshaun Watson kept Bill O'Brien employed in Houston for years. A great quarterback keeps his coach in place. That's why people are making this connection. I get, but I agree with Ramon. There's a lot of challenges here. I'll tell you why Troy Aikman is never considered. I love looking at his stats. They crack (laughs) me up. 92, their first Super Bowl, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks. 93, 15 touchdowns, 6 picks. I mean, that is... It was a different era. That is... But they were a running football team. I, that's why Troy Aikman doesn't yeah. get the credit. Uh, yes, why he's not the greatest of all time. He, I think he's underrated in the sense people, kids will look at his stats and be like, wow, he was middling. But he was clutch. You know, we do this thing, and, and we'll get to Bogus in the headlines, but we do this thing about ring chasing where we're selective about it. What do you and, mean? Well, because we'll say Jordan is the greatest player of all time, six rings to LeBron's four. But if you're really just going by rings, then Bill Russell would be the hands-down slam dunk number one, the greatest player of all time. We mm. we fudge this rings well, con- well, con- well. conversation. But that, there's much. It's more complicated with Bill Russell. Right, no, it was a different era, and he had a lot of Hall of Famers around him, where Jordan had one. No, I get it, but I'm saying rings sometimes are the end-all, be-all, but not all the time, right? Right, right, right. It's, like it's, Troy Aikman is not exactly. Right, so Troy Aikman having three, I don't think we look at him and say, wow, you know, Mahomes yeah. hasn't passed Troy Aikman yet because he, Troy's got three and Mahomes has two. Actually, oh. Troy's not even top five in any conversation. When you gonna, look at historical quarterbacks, he's never brought up. I was going to say, does anyone rank him? Ahead of Dan Marino? Who no, no. I don't think anyone does. Not Peyton. Right. I don't Listen, even he got Breeze his due. He's in the Hall of Fame. It's right. not like he got totally forgotten in history. Plus, he's on our TV every week. Yeah, but I think he's at best between 10 and 20 on the all-time list. I don't even think he's a top 10 quarterback. I mean, because those numbers are just so slim. And to his credit, he was happy to hand the ball off to Emmett. Uh, yeah, so Troy, Troy was a killer, though. I'll tell you one thing about Troy. The fourth quarter... Against the birds and <laughs> he's the last dude I want to back. Perloff just got time travel oh back to God. a dark God. time. Another multiverse of men. Uh, that's another guy. <laughs> what if Perloff was born a, born a cowboy? Yeah, fan? there you go. Can we talk about for Troy Aikman? Can we talk about how much I hated Michael Irvin because he was so good? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Andrew Bogish standing by with all the latest. What's up, folks? Hey guys. Uh, so the heartless will say that Taylor Swift is dropping a new album because of her new NFL fandom. (laughs) The rest of us will point out that she announced the tortured poets department 
during the Grammys last night, not halftime of Chiefs-Ravens. And <laughs> yes, she'll be at the Super Bowl, but only after flying back from Asia and the most successful world tour ever made possible by all the other albums she released before she met Travis Kelsey <laughs> and Roger Goodell. Lisa McCaffrey, meanwhile, Christian's mom, is anti-Tay-Tay just for a little bit. Mrs. McCaffrey has a podcast called Your Mom and said the family is hitting pause on Swift songs <laughs> until after Super Bowl 58. Uh, this is the second headline from Lisa, who said suites at Allegiant Stadium were too expensive even for her son and his fiance Olivia Colpo, but apparently the kiddos have paid for one for Lisa and the family on Sunday. Yeah, that story was odd, right? Did anyone else think that was a weird story? That the mom puts it out there that the sweets are too expensive. Yep. And then Olivia Culpo, the girlfriend of his of her son, puts on social media, fake news. <laughs> we actually got the sweet. Wow. It's a, it was a it so was there's an some odd tension. I yeah. well, are they engaged? Their fiance, yeah. Oh, so sorry, now, engaged. So a future mother in law, which I mean that's not not won't be the first mother in law. Daughter-in-law class. Wow. Well, ever. I'm going to say the the relationship becomes more complicated as you get engaged than married, not less. Right, because not that this happened in my family, but sometimes the mother-in-law wants to control the wedding, right? Well, the wedding, the, the life, life, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of ways to but look I would like think, Anyway, back to Bogan. But then again, I mean. <laughs> no, 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 back like, to Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to me. There's no. something there, it feels but like. But I got to tell you. When you're Is there a couch in, for me to lay on? When you bring in an international supermodel into the family, aren't there a different set of rules for? Still your son. It's funny because I've, I I see this now in two different ways. My, my mother-in-law is great, by the way. Yeah. She does not meddle at all. Uh, but I now have a son. Who's for? But I can imagine what type of mother-in-law I would be. Well, you can ask my mom because I'm married to a supermodel. Sarah That's, oh, is way to gorgeous. go. Way to Valentine's go. Day coming up February 14th. Can you clip this in New York? <laughs> <laughs> is you're away for a week and she's yeah, gonna yeah, watch uh, your kids? Yeah. Uh, By the way, I, I I do love the energy of saying no Taylor Swift for the week. Like that, I do that. Like when we're when yeah. the, if the Knicks are playing against the Miami Heat in a playoff, no Miami artists. Like I I, I or the Jets have a big game against. Someone from Chicago or whatever, the Bears, whatever. All right, we're not doing any, no okay. Kanye, no nothing. So here's How's that what going for you with the now. Jets, EJ? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So here's the thing. We get, like, some of these, like, uh, radio show rankings. Yeah. So we now probably have to take on every show that gets ranked above us in these rankings, right? And now, EJ, you can't listen to any of those shows. <laughs> oh, well, that's We're easy taking new, all new, of them on. Yeah, newsflash. Not listen to them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bogus. Wait, Sorry. What else? Uh, wait, yes. real quick, EJ. If you're for fans out there, who are the San Francisco and Kansas City artists? That oh, so so to? I mean, uh, Kansas City's tough. Well, honestly, Kansas City's tough because they don't really have Kansas City. I, I don't know any rappers from Kansas City. Um, Missouri has Nelly, so I guess I'd be close. But he's St. Louis. I don't like. <laughs> he's more associated with the you know, Rams. Uh, don't Car- make, don't, Carrington Harrison's going to join yeah. us soon. Maybe oh, he yeah, can. We can ask don't him. you make yeah. me go a week without Nelly? If I don't get it, <laughs> I, I gotta tell I you. I double dog dare you. Try. Yeah, yeah, Kelly's yeah. songs all, are still everywhere. You can't avoid them. I couldn't find the air conditioner in my room last night, so I actually started singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting hot. Now, Bay Area, yeah. Bay Area Way to go, Dad. You know, no E40, no Too Short. There's yeah. plenty of Bay Area artists you can say, all right, we're, we're banning them for a week. <laughs> so I, I could see that. What else, folks? Uh, we've got regular football news. Those Chiefs, those Niners landed in Vegas last night. We assume that most of them are normal and watched movies, not the flight path on the trip there. Uh, you may remember <laughs> that Cliff Kingsbury was moments away from being the Raiders' offensive coordinator 
Those talks broke down Saturday. 24 hours later, we were told that Cliff was taking the same job with the Commanders. New Washington head coach Dan Quinn is also bringing Cowboy assistant Joe Witt Jr. with him to be D coordinator. Witt Jr. was Dallas's secondary coach and passing game coordinator. Bill's son, Steve Belichick, expected to be the Washington Huskies' new D.C. New Washington head coach Jed Fish is a former Patriot assistant. New England, meanwhile, reportedly wants to hire Ben McAdoo as an assistant head coach. He would also help new O.C. Alex Van Pelt. MetLife Stadium, not Jerry's World or SoFi, will host the Men's World Cup finale on July 19, 2026. Dallas, though, will host nine total matches, including a semifinal. That's the most of any city. The U.S. will play its group stage games in L.A. and Seattle. Marcus Smart returned to Boston last night, but was one of 13 Grizzlies unavailable because of injury. The Celtics cruising <laughs> to a 131-91 win. Al Horford, no matter the circumstances, happy to see his old teammate. It was special um, to to be able to share those moments with him. I, I knew that you know the crowd was going to be you know very very grateful and appreciative, and uh, and and they were you know they were great. They really showed their appreciation. The Grizzlies had just eight players available for this one. Smart played nine seasons in Boston before an offseason trade that brought Chris Dapp's Porzingis to the Celtics. The Bucks wasted a 19 point lead, losing in Utah, 123-108 dropping to 1-3 and three under Doc Rivers. And Joel Embiid out indefinitely, maybe a long time. Surgery in the coming days for his new left knee injury. The Sixers 4-10 and 10 so far when he doesn't play. And at first, the PGA Tour was going to try and play the final round of Pebble Beach today because of rain and wind yesterday. But Mother Nature not cooperating today either. So Wyndham Clark gets a 54-hole win. Guys, back to you. I mean, does his... Like, does this, you know, tournament win, is it a little tainted because they couldn't finish the entire tournament? I mean, should he get the whole purse? Like, should you get, like, three rounds worth of money? <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, like, uh, uh, prorate it? Yeah, right. I mean, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> win, all, you didn't win all four, you didn't win all four rounds. You didn't win, what, 72 holes? You, like, you didn't win all. Like, I don't know. Just yeah. Take some of that back. Isn't well, Wyndham Clark's a guy, another guy with a hundred Q rating? Isn't he a great underdog story? Like now you're trying to take money out of Wyndham <laughs> Clark. I'm just saying he didn't win four. You got last time I checked, you got to win all seventy-two holes in order to win a tournament. What about an asterisk? Uh, what about it's Pebble some, Beach and no it doesn't really give. matter? So we can. So, <laughs> can I give a personal? So my mother-in-law just emailed me today. She's in San Francisco. There's a pineapple express storm that came off Hawaii. Is playing serious, really dangerous havoc with the whole Bay Area. So I think that getting fans in and out was super yeah. dangerous. I got to be honest. I only thought Pineapple Express was the the weed the strand that the movie was named. Well, I think after. It, the weed strand was must have been named after the storm. Yeah, I know that now. <laughs> well, okay, I realize that. Well, now. I, I just wanted to point out the storm was not named after the weed strand. But then again, <laughs> it is a Bay Area, so who knows? <laughs> Bogus. Thank you very much. Lots more to do, including oh, the story you have got to hear because we have a farewell on our hands. Did it bring one single tear down the cheek? We'll tell you next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Hey, here we are. Mandalay Bay Convention Center, Maggie and Perloff, boots on the ground here in Las Vegas all week long. We've got so many exciting things lined up for this week. Not just guests, but the stuff we're doing off the show for social media, which you'll be able to find. We've got wigs, sunglasses, outfits. Yeah. We've got a lot going on. It's going to get weird. Yep. 
you know, I, I'm just worried about gambling in you, Maggie, because <laughs> Me. listen, you came out, you came out really well last time, but you know how gambling works. I know. Yeah. When we were out here for the draft, I walked away with two hundred dollars. Yeah, it was a real windfall for your girl. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was very impressed that I got it from the table. You pulled out. Also, a little annoyed. We're all like, we have two more hours left here at the blackjack table, and Maggie's like, nope, I'm walking away. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> I felt great. Uh, uh, okay. We, this is how you know that somebody has really done themselves no favors in terms of the public eye. And that is Bill Belichick, for all of the winning that he has done in this league, in the six Super Bowls, and two more as an assistant with the Giants, and all of the accolades he gets, he took out a full page ad in the, the Boston Globe, I believe, right? He takes out a full page ad. Thanking the fans, you traveled from coast to coast and internationally numerous times. You overtook opposing stadiums, and you were the last fan standing. We loved it. You gave your precious time, resources, and energy to our team. We appreciated it. It goes on and on and on. And there is not one person walking this earth that thinks <laughs> Belichick wrote this himself or yeah. almost feels like it was a hostage situation where it's like, you better write something or else we're going to throw you into a back of a van and you're take you out to the Vegas desert. Bill Belichick's been there. What year? 2000? Mm-hmm. I don't remember one instance of him connecting with any single Patriots fan over anything. Well, you <laughs> saw him at the at his press at his farewell press conference. He was like, "Yeah, the fans is when he kind of got choked up a little." And he what? goes, "Whether it was got the, choked up, he goes, I watched that press conference. There was no choke up." Well, he you know paused for a minute. That that counts as basically bawling tears. The one where he was wearing the plaid sport jacket. Yeah. No, there that, wasn't even a hint of emotion. Go back and read the headlines. That was that was interpreted as Belichick got choked up talking about the fans. And he said, whenever it's been at the grocery store or the gas station, I'm like, yep, those are the two places where Bill Belichick probably saw fans. <laughs> Nowhere else. Just the two necessities of life, food and gas. There's no, I don't, I have to see, if he did choke up, he was just actually bored of talking and didn't want to give anything. There's no way that he actually. He was bored of talking. Yeah. He took a time out from talking. There is no emotion on that man. He's a, a robot and this stuff to the fans is ridiculous and. I mean, here's the question that is underneath this all. Is his sort of grumbly personality costing him a job? I think it did. I think it has. And it's a grumbly personality, a reputation of not being easy to get along with, Robert Kraft, and maybe being stuck in your ways. And what I'm curious about for Belichick is, was he so humbled by the fact that this coaching search did not, could not have gone the way that he had planned? And in fact, one of the insiders in New England, Greg Bedard, had said, that Belichick was quote unquote pissed off that he didn't get a job and he would not have graciously left the Patriots like he did if he knew he wasn't getting another job. And so does That's he, does, <laughs> does this force him to do a little soul searching? You know, no. the, you, to do soul searching, you need a soul and <laughs> you'd be searching for hours on nothing. Don't, don't make Bill Belichick a sympathetic character here. I see what you're doing. I'm not. I, I'm shocked that he didn't get a job, even with all of his warts. I'm surprised he didn't get a job. But does he look at this like any good coach yeah. would and say, what are the adjustments I need to make? You do it for your game plan. Are you humble enough to do it for yourself if you really want to coach again? Think of the guys we're talking about. There's a sort of triumvirate to me. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer. Are those guys really capable of any significant change? I, I don't think so. Just think, because they're stubborn or because they've done so much I winning? I don't think or they're what? wired like humans. I will, I will say, I will <laughs> say Saban changed a little bit with his ability, willingness to open up the offense. 
You know, he did hire Sark. He did hire Lane Kiffin. He did get those. Like, remember before, you know, Saban was like, you know, three cloud, three yards in a cloud of dust. He's like, quarterback, don't need it. Right, yeah. And then he started getting some of these better quarterbacks. I don't know if that's like emotional sensitivity, I guess, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, sort of, I hear what you're saying. That yeah. is very valid. And Bill hasn't done that. He hasn't made that change. But this idea last year, Nick Saban, nice guy Nick Saban, right? right. That was the thing out there. I saw him almost punch a guy, punch his own tight end in a, a game against like Kentucky this year. He was still as intense and, you know, those guys, I don't think they can change. And I actually, I'm very convinced Bill Belichick cannot change. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, we're asking you about the Kansas City Chiefs and are they America's team or are they the villain of the NFL? You're welcome to go vote on our poll. Uh, which was pretty split the last time we checked it out. What do you got for CJ? Yeah, let's go back to it. So, again, are the Chiefs closer to America's team or America's villain? 58% say America's villain. 42% say America's team. Well, let's go to the pay area. Let's check in with Carol. She's up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Carol. Hi. Uh, thank you so much. Actually, this is the second time I've heard you guys. I'm, it's the middle. I'm, well, not quite the middle of the night out here, but but I love your show. I, yeah. And, Tell us about it. Uh, We're sitting in Vegas at 5.52 in the morning. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah, with yeah. you. So you're right there. <laughs> but, by the way, it's uh, not no longer called a Pineapple Express. It's the Atmospheric River, which we've had several episodes. Yeah. That's what we've had the last day, but it's been crazy here. But I, I have so many things that that I, I'm not so sure about how to vote on Kansas City being the villain or not, or the, the most loved, but I mean, I'm a Niners fan, but I've become a Chiefs and an Eagles fan by, I've been kind of jumped on the bandwagon with the podcast of Jason and Travis and Taylor and the whole thing, just as it's been a fun story. And, and before that, Taylor was here this summer and changed our whole economy for the Silicon Valley, which has taken a huge hit the last two years with jobs. And when she came to town, um, she was on the local news had her like for a week and a half all the stories about the parents the kids what the girls are unaware at the concert i mean i didn't even know that much about her whole situation so she's obviously a huge influencer but as far as the booth goes next weekend and and also watching jason at the at that game when he jumped out the window he and and also watching this podcast he i really think he's got so much character so much charisma and yeah. whatever that cute he You're does. Ready. Carol, you're awesome. Thank you for calling in. We're up against it. As you can hear the music, we've got so much more on this question about the Chiefs. Which way are you falling? Villains or America's team? So much to do. Maggie and Perlo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 